0: It's monday february 17th happy president's day is everybody up there
1: who's your favorite president of all time
0: oh i didn't i didn't know that was coming that's a good one <laughs> i mean you got to say somebody in our lifetime don't you? it's no don't have to yeah don't have to i guess but
1: could be I, a, I don't have one could be a blanket who's yours i don't have one millard fillmore
0: honestly didn't think that'd be a name we uh talk about tonight on the podcast
1: 13th president of the united states i
0: didn't say taft
1: of. Didn't he die in his bathtub or something?
0: <laughs> he they had to use like a crane to get him out of his tub. I don't know if he died in his he tub. He was the but.
1: fattest president ever. Maybe he should be my hero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a family day up in Canada. They also get the day off for a lot of places. But you and I didn't get the day off
1: today. No, so, we technically did not. No, no.
0: But, but this place does have Mondays off. That's the damn landing, the sponsor of the 10 and J-Man show. Whether you want an epic burger Hand tossed pizza, hand breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail. The Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke we don't have to say coming soon because it is it here. It is yeah. It is here and has arrived. Ribs, steak, bunch of different barbecue. And and you and I ate there Saturday night, and neither one of us got it. And I'm regretting not getting. it. I there. was
1: just about to say, regrettably, I did not uh, order the damn smoke.
0: I did see on their Facebook page: if you want ribs, you got to get them early
1: because they're going fast. They looked uh, uh, they looked delicious, scrumptious.
0: But uh, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. We both had some beer, and I had one of those uh, handcrafted cocktails, and mm-hmm. uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty
1: good. So, so
0: taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, probably when it gets a little warmer, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305
1: Ewing Road in Rochester. Yes, sir. Got some trivia for me tonight. I do.
0: Go from one thing to the next here. hmm. And the birdie bogey is sponsored by, like it is every week, the Noble Gnome LLC, fresh locally grown dense
1: nutrient produce dense produce Thank from you. Bryce and you Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, LLC.com. Getting veggie season <laughs> rolling. <laughs> it's getting to be veggie season here. Uh, it's getting close. In northern Indiana, not yet, but close. get your veggies.
0: All right, uh, I could go with one of two questions because there's kind of two questions inside a question. But give me both. Okay, so I want to know all-time Division One NCAA basketball. Mm-hmm. What coach has the most NCAA tournament appearances without making a Final Four? <whistles> then, top of that, I want to know who has the most NCAA tournament appearances without m- making a Final Four of active coaches.
1: That is a Great question. Thank you. Most wins, is that what you said, or appearances Appearances. in the NCAA tournament? Okay, Appearances. I am going to get a uh, double or triple bogey tonight, I can tell you that already. Uh, Ready to learn?
0: I'm always ready to learn, Josh.
1: Well, I got some learning stuff for you here. Back in 1818, Baron Carl... Just a few years ago. I got to try to pronounce his name, (laughs) so (laughs) give me a few seconds. Baron Carl Drace de Sauerbrun... Sour brood, Sau- sour Pat, or- Pat- the Drazine. Drazine, Maybe the bicycle. Okay. First ever bicycle. <gasps> wow. 1818. When's the
0: last time you rode a bike?
1: 2011.
0: Honestly, I think I was maybe a freshman in high school, <laughs> 2006 <laughs> or seven. I no, think.
1: I bet if you hopped on a bike right now, it'd be just like riding a bike. I bet you're right, Josh. 1931, first telecast of a sporting event ever happened in Japan. 1931,
0: was it sumo wrestling?
1: What sport? I was just about to ask you. Sumo wrestling? Baseball. Oh. You stink. Well. 1943, New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio. was too bad. listen to the U.S. <laughs> army.
0: <laughs> nice nice Seinfeld uh, inside reference there.
1: He listen to the Army, you say? Um, Is that what he did? See, nineteen forty-three, about middle of World War II? I don't know if he did. He, I'm assuming he served. Yeah, I think Ted. It, yeah, Ted Williams served four years. Nineteen sixty-two, Wilt Chamberlain of NBA's Philadelphia. What was their nickname at the time?
0: Oh, it's slipping me. I, I, Warriors score right.
1: sixty-seven points versus the St. Louis Kings Hawks. So close, it's so far. are not
0: they the Kings at one time, St. Louis Kings?
1: Couldn't tell you. 1968, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts opened. Never been there. Me either. You ever been to Massachusetts? I don't think so. Beautiful countryside. 1974, 16th Daytona 500. What driver became the first driver to win back-to-back titles at Daytona? Junior Johnson. Richard Petty. His fifth great American race.
0: He was the legend. He's the Pretty GOAT. Good, I guess. He's
1: the GOAT. The 22nd Daytona 500 happened in 1980. Can you name who won that one? Mm. Mm.
0: I'm going to go with Keene again. Richard Petty.
1: Buddy Baker. You ever heard of him? Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have not. I'm not a big racing guy.
0: I used to be a really big NASCAR guy. Now I'm not. I'll watch it, but I'm not huge like I used to be. I don't even have a favorite driver anymore.
1: 1985, 27th Daytona 500. After taking pole at then record speed 205.114 miles per hour, can you name the guy who won it? He dominated the race, leading 136 of 200 laps. 85?
0: 1985. Mm. I don't even know who was racing in the
1: 80s. Good old Bill Elliott. Oh, yeah, Bill. Man, you do know your stuff after I tell you the answer, after but <laughs> it's impressive. 1989, Oral Hershiser, Dodgers pitcher, signs record $7.9 million deal over a three-year contract. Yeah, his autograph. That's uh, that's less than three mil a year. That's uh, a big-back then though. That's huge. It was a record. Yeah. So, 1989, that was only 31 years ago. So. Good math. I get 1991, 33rd Daytona 500. Um, Tell me who won it. No, right. yes. Coast to, okay, this guy coasted to win after Challenger's crash on final laps. 1991, year before we were born. Uh, Dale Jarrett? Ernie Irvin. I've
0: heard of him, but... yeah,
1: Sure you have. I have. <laughs> Let's see here. A lot of hockey, a lot of uh, Daytona 500. Who won the Daytona 500 in 2002?
0: 2002.
1: It was the 44th back then.
0: Dale died in 01.
1: <laughs> Michael Waltrip. Ward Burton.
0: No, what? Michael Waltrip won the 01 one. I'm an idiot. Ward Burton.
1: He became the first Dodge to win. Since I didn't know Ward
0: Burton ever won a big race like that. Jeff Burton was better than him.
1: Win first for Dodge since Richard Petty's victory in 1974. Mm, wow. So 28 years later. 2008. Fifty seventh NBA All Star Game. You thought I was coming at you with another Daytona question. Who won the MVP? Of the East 1? Two
0: thousand eight.
1: Yes, sir. Eight two thousand
0: eight. East won. Who was good in two thousand eight? I'm gonna go with Kevin Garnett.
1: LeBron James.
0: <laughs> First name pops in my head, but I'm thinking, eh
1: ah, <laughs> nah, he didn't. Do also it. in two thousand eight, who won the Daytona five hundred? Oh man. Oh wait. I'll be disappointed if you don't get this one.
0: Oh eight. Oh, 8 Ryan Newman?
1: Yes, sir. Was that guy from South Bend? Yeah, and That's, why I, thought, that's why I uh, said I'd be disappointed. He went into the final he uh wins shootout. Whatever yeah. that means. What does that mean? And, it
0: was close. it was close finish. Oh,
1: that's just what it means. Going into the final turn from Tony Stewart and the Bush brothers, Kurt and Kyle. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they had like a one-lap race-off or something. I don't I do know. They didn't know.
0: get out of their cars and run like Ricky Bobby. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they that would have been classic, though. Yeah.
1: That would have made it far more interesting, in my opinion. 2013, the 62nd NBA All-Star Game. The West beat the East. Who was the MVP in 2013? Chris Paul. Oh, dang. <laughs> was that just like- a... <laughs> Uh, yes, Christopher Paul, who, did he win MVP last night, too? Because he was really good last night. Hey, it was night. Kawhi Leonard. It was Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard. Well, Chris Paul, I don't know if you saw the highlight. He. I didn't,
0: uh, I didn't see anything.
1: He he had a big old alley-oop dunk. He's the one that dunked. He didn't throw the pass. Yeah, that's what, uh, that was shocking. I'm
0: surprised he can still dunk at his
1: age. He's 35. Let's see here. A lot of ski jumping. <laughs> don't
0: give me any of those.
1: <laughs> who won the 2019 NBA All-Star Game MVP? Last year? Mm -hmm. I don't even... Harden? Kevin Durant. Oh. I remember, yeah. Who won last year's Daytona? Denny Hamlin. Yes. Joe Gibbs Racing goes 1-2-3. Well, Denny was uh,
0: winning Daytona last I looked today. It's ongoing right now.
1: He held off reigning Cup Series champion. Who did he hold off last year? I
0: don't know. Who won the Cup? Um, Kyle Busch? Nope.
1: The guy in... it would have been reigning Cup Series yeah, champ, so 2008. I don't know Joey Logano oh, yeah, and yeah. teammate Kyle Busch to win his uh, second. So they call the Daytona the Great American Race. Yeah, learn that tonight.
0: Yeah, they they race it. Twi- they race there twice a year, though. The other ones, uh, the Pepsi 4, or it used to be called the Pepsi 400. I still think it is around July. That's the one the kid from Winnemac won last year.
1: Yeah, Winnemac's not too far from here. No, a couple, couple miles. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. That, mm-hmm.
1: uh, he's a young fella, isn't he?
0: Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I'll have to keep check keep track uh during the show who ends up winning the 500. So
1: How I many there's 200 laps and I think when we came down there there was about 100
0: they had 40 laps to go before we started.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So,
0: they're getting close to the finish. There'll be some bigger wrecks coming home. So,
1: they had a rain delay or rain out, rain out yesterday. yesterday.
0: And, that, and I'm glad you brought that up cuz this is something I wanted to talk about before we get real Hot and heavy into some other topics, so imagine that you planned your vacation around the Daytona 500, and you're down there, and you got plane tickets to come back Monday, and then this happens.
1: Mm-hmm. That would suck. That wouldn't be fun. Um, it seems like I, I don't. I don't know what they would do, but it seems like Daytona should give them like a, the people who actually have to. Because the attendance took Leave a big and, uh, took
0: a big hit today. Oh, I'm sure. And it, I thought it was interesting. They started it restarted at four o'clock today. It was for TV purposes mm-hmm. instead of like normally they'd start race again at one or something. Yeah, but
1: it, I mean, it's not Daytona's fault to happen. No, no, it's um, it's the
0: weather. I mean, and you know, Indy, Indy is so lucky that they haven't had that happen in years. Yeah, and usually when they when they do, they get enough in to call it an official race. If you get a hundred laps in, if they would have got a hundred laps in yesterday, it's an official race. How I many they get in about yesterday? About twenty.
1: That was that was yeah. it.
0: And it was beautiful when it started, but these spotted showers kept coming, and then
1: that's Florida for you.
0: Even at one time, there was a scattered shower that got turn two and turn three, but not turn one and four. But you got to stop the race. <laughs> you can't have cars going 200, 180 to two hundred miles per hour on a slick surface.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no. So
0: it's crazy, but I mean, just think about that. Like uh, we were talking. You, you mentioned that the NFL is possibly looking into flexing Monday night football games. Mm-hmm. What if you and your dad plan to go to Miami on a, for a Sunday game and then all of a sudden gets flexed to Monday?
1: The good thing is I'm a Dolphins fan, so that would never happen. But, but hypothetically, um, I wouldn't be overly happy about it. I mean, it seems like they'd have to do that three or four weeks in advance. And even then, it'd kind of screw up your travel. I mean,
0: I, I mean, this is NASCAR's Super Bowl, and it's just—it's too bad for even people who had to work today and wanted to watch it. You know, yesterday and had to work today, and they couldn't watch it. I'm I'm always afraid it's going to happen to the Masters, Masters. or something. Mm-hmm. But last year they played it early, so that wouldn't happen. I mean, what if one year Super Bowl is played outside and it storms the whole time? They can't get the game in. Uh. Do they postpone it a week and have it the next Sunday, or do they do it the following? I bet they do it the next weekend.
1: I, you think so? Man, that would be interesting. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why they choose dome stadiums. But yeah, not it, this year. It was in Miami. It was in Miami, but there's usually – man, that's a good question because, I mean, San Francisco or something or I, California I mean, wouldn't have to worry about it. It happens probably very slim. Very but. slim because you, you look at the stadiums that get it sure, like Tampa, Miami – Maybe even Jacksonville. I don't they did do a Super Bowl in Jacksonville was like forty something degrees, but anyway. New York. Um New York, you don't have to worry about thunderstorms in February. But I mean Houston, Dome. Yep. Dallas, dome. Atlanta, dome. Atlanta New Orleans, dome. dome. New Orleans Dome. Indianapolis dome. Minnesota Dome. Um, Detroit Dome. Detroit dome. They I don't remember
0: Arizona Dome.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you really haven't had to worry about, it. but it poured the whole game that Colts Bears. Super Bowl in Miami, sure it poured, but... Um, but there was no storm. Was there was big, no storm. Big
0: rainstorm. And you don't Rain. really have
1: to worry about long-lasting thunderstorms in Miami.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they usually blow in and blow out within 15, 20 minutes. Sure, you might have to delay it a little while, but I don't think you'd ever have to worry about them postponing. But,
0: that just got me thinking today, like, man, hey, that'd be interesting. Like
1: They, they did have to postpone um, a baseball a World Series between the Rays and Phillies just one game and had to play it in the afternoon, I believe. Because do, do you remember that it was just I pouring I in I don't Philadelphia? Don't
0: that World Series very well. No eight.
1: And I think I'm pretty sure they had to move it to the next day. Um, I'm sure they didn't do it during the game. I don't remember the specifics of it, uh, but they did have to play it the next game. I don't. I I don't know if they did it before the other game that was supposed to play that night. Um, but uh, it's kind of a logistical nightmare for everyone involved. Yeah,
0: it's just an interesting thing to talk about. I mean, it's just, I would really think if you planned your whole vacation, mm. you, you saved money for it and everything, and then you weren't able to see the conclusion of it or something. So I'm sure a majority, it looked like the majority of people were still there today. So maybe I guarantee in, in the future they're going to think about those things when they plan out to. and take Monday off as well. So. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of them probably took Monday off anyways. A
1: lot of them probably had Monday off because yes. it was President's oh, Day. Oh, that's a good point, too. But still, I mean, you have to worry about flights and stuff yeah, because yeah. to change your flight up it's, is it's awfully expensive, too. Pain, yep. So, so.
0: Good, good opener. Um, but let's dive into a topic that concerns the Big Ten. We talk about the Big Ten a lot on, on the TJ J-Man Show. It's one of our points of emphasis.
1: We don't usually talk Big Ten football in the middle of February. Not but too often. here we are.
0: But when a big story like this happens... We do, and we were requested by one of our uh, our uh, fellow listeners, our um, Tannen J
1: Man Show Nation. Yeah,
0: part of the Tannen J Man <laughs> Show Nation. Not fellow is not the word I was looking for, but uh, uh, loyal, loyal. There we there go. There you go, loyal listener. Sheldon Coleman uh, wanted my thoughts on this on Friday and said, listen to uh, the show tonight and or whenever he listens, and he'll find out our takes and responses. But there's a big shakeup in the coaching tree. Just before signing, the week of signing day, Mark D'Antonio, all-time winningest coach in Michigan State football history, decided he was going to retire, step down, resign, whatever you want to call it, and kind of left him in a pickle late in the coaching carousel to go get a coach. Well, since then, it's come out wide, Antonio. Quit, which they thought the NCAA was going to come down on them, and maybe they will. With two hundred infractions, there's been a bunch of culture situations on and off the field for that program for a decade. For the whole university, really, it's it's not a the best culture environment, really, uh, for multiple reasons. But uh, he kind of he told the university he wanted to coach in 2020, then retire, and one to handpick his replacement. But then he caught wind that they were already hiring a coaching search and were going to go out and get their own replacement for him. He got mad and quit.
1: The thing that uh, upsets me quite a bit is, for one, he did it like two days before signing day. So these guys – I mean, a lot of his class was probably done with the early signing period, I imagine. Um, But still now – Those players don't know. I mean, they know who their head coach is going to be. But the players that committed to Antonio, maybe Mel Tucker doesn't want them. Of course, Tucker can't push them out of their national letter of intent. But it kind of screws those guys over. And he did it just two weeks after securing a $4.3 million retention bonus. There's the kicker. He should have to pay that back in full.
0: He literally had recruits on campus that weekend. Yeah. He's an idiot. But Michigan State went out. They swayed and missed at their number one candidate, Luke Fickle, head coach at Cincinnati. He turned him down. They looked like they were <laughs> going to give him a five to six million dollar five year contract. The board of directors already approved it. After speaking with his wife, they turned it down. His wife did not like the culture for women at Michigan State around the campus. It's hard to blame her. I think that's pretty telling and a bad PR look for Michigan State. So Fickle turns it down to stay at a uh, non Power Five school, but. One that he's building a really good program mm-hmm. at in Cincinnati.
1: It's for him, he can pretty much hand pick his job. Yeah. Um, and Michigan State's not that great of a football job anymore. It's even not.
0: even though they were just in the playoff four or five years ago.
1: Still, I mean that program's fallen so, since then, f- so far. Since I then. mean, they had a three and nine season. Mm-hmm. Uh they, they did win, I think, double digit games three years ago. But since then, it's been a, a whole bunch of not very good stuff there.
0: Yeah. it um, so he, he chose to stay in Cincinnati. And at first, it was reported that uh, Colorado, the Buffalo's coach, uh, Mel Tucker, turned down the job. and was He tweeted. He even tweeted he was staying at Colorado, appreciated the offer, blah, blah, blah.
1: That's usually the kiss of death.
0: Yeah. Well, so everybody thought that Michigan State kind of moved on. Where were they going to go? because Pat Narduzzi said he wasn't interested in Pittsburgh. Now, Brett Bielema, former Wisconsin and and Arkansas coach, who's assistant for the Giants, he came out saying he really wanted the job. And I even told you and our other friends that was who I thought they were going to get, maybe even Butch Jones as a fallback option, which would have (laughs) been hilarious. Would have been hilarious. But then Mel Tucker has a change of mind after the university offers him uh, in total... Five point five million dollars per season as part of a sixth-year contract. After a five and seven season at Colorado, he changed his mind and took the job. His
1: pay doubled. Hundred percent salary raise. He was making two point. I think. I think it was two point seven.
0: He had a. He was one season into a five-year fourteen point seven five year million dollar contract.
1: And sure, first season they go five and seven. Whatever. That's not his players at all. He he was recruiting the heck out of. Uh, 35th Everywhere.
0: recruiting uh, class, and he got a few guys to flip from Alabama.
1: Which is probably something Colorado hasn't done in years, years had a top 20. 40 recruiting class. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he was at Georgia, yes, correct? Yes, defensive coordinator. Defensive and he, coordinator. he was also
0: been the defensive coordinator in the NFL. He played at Wisconsin.
1: Was he defensive coordinator of the Bears?
0: I don't know off the top of my head. But his first collegiate job was on the staff of Michigan State under Nick Saban.
1: He wanted to come home.
0: So, he had Big Ten ties. So, I I don't blame the guy for absolute. I think everybody in America, as long as it
1: was a good America.
0: fit for them, would take any job that is doubling their salary.
1: I don't blame him I mean, for 100%. doing that. So, Absolutely. I don't blame
0: him for helping himself out and his family out. However. And he's going to a better job and a better conference.
1: However, mm-hmm. he came out and. I think November or something and said, "There's no transfer portal in the real world." Just ripping the uh, ev- all of the players in the nation transferring. Yep. Um, he's a hypocrite. That's what it is. I mean, I understand getting a major pay raise from that, but you can't say that about players transferring if you're just gonna up and leave a job anyway.
0: Well, and my other thing was, of, co- of my other, I just don't think he handled this whole thing right. I mean, of course you're not gonna come out to the public on the radio or whatever and say, oh, I've been talking to Michigan State. You know, you're not going to show your cards. Sure. But I don't think you do a media tour. You know, each of these stops on these three radio stations, you express your passion, your loyalty to the university, your excitement in the future. That night when he took the Michigan State job, he was speaking to more than two dozen Colorado boosters and fans at a fundraising event at the Denver Country Club. During that speech, he was taking questions, and he spoke about his passion for Colorado, described his reason for accepting the job 14 months before, and expressed excitement for the future built around the high school players he had just signed a week ago. Hypocrite. Hour later, he signs to become the new coach at Michigan State.
1: He was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Browns in 2008, Jaguars 2009 through 2011, and the uh, Bears thirteen and fourteen. I
0: mean, I and once again, I understand it. Hundred percent salary raise, double in the salaries. Like I said, going to a better program, in my opinion, better conference, in my opinion. And but, I, I I think loyalty goes to a certain extent, and I understand this is more of a business instead of it. You know, but I just don't think he went about it the right way. That's all I'm saying. universe uh. the university would not let him say bye to his players. I thought that was kind of cold by the university. But yeah. He wanted to do it that morning when he's finding east Lansing. They said no.
1: Yeah. he uh, Yeah. So I, he I don't could. know.
0: But the crazy thing is he went from like the seventh highest paid coach in the Pac-12 to the 12th highest paid coach in the country.
1: The country. How many of those 12 are coaches in the Big Ten?
0: Well, Jeff Brom's one spot ahead of him. <laughs> um.
1: I'm sure Harbaugh is Harbaugh. above both of them. James Franklin's probably above both of them.
0: I think Franklin. That was the one I'm not sure. But Day's not yet.
1: I can't imagine Day is. Um, that's
0: that's it, I believe.
1: We sure uh, Old Ferrance isn't? That dude's is just racked in I the don't money. I think
0: so. I'm going to look it up now.
1: He honestly probably should be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. I'm going
0: to look it up now, but.
1: You, you get paid if you coach Big Ten football. I don't know what Rutgers is paying Shiano or Maryland's paying Loxley, but I know old Lovey Smith's making a lot of money. Well, this was last year. Stealing a lot This of was
0: money. last year before um, Mel Tucker joined. This was in October.
1: Um, Fairness is sixth. That's preposterous. I'll Scott throw Frost that word is out fifth. There. That is also. Fitzgerald, fourth. That makes sense. 5.14 million. That's right. Franklin raw. third. So uh, he'd be up this there was, then.
0: This was last year. Just last year, though. Not the last year's salary for 2019. I don't. Because, so, like, Brown made $6.6 million last year. <laughs> and Harbaugh was seven and a half.
1: That's insane. To coach football. Yeah. And do good, a forgettable job at that. Good gig if he can get it. Oh, man.
0: But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my main thoughts on it. I, I... I I mean, I can't think that Harbaugh, Day, and Franklin are scared of this guy.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean, um, Tom Allen's probably not scared of him. Were they scared of Antonio though? only Michigan's been.
0: number for a while.
1: Sure. He even
0: gave Ohio State some trouble. I mean, they did win the East a couple times.
1: I will say, if you're a head coach, but he was on his way out. Coaching in the Big Ten, you're scared of another coach. He probably shouldn't be coaching. I in the agree, Big Ten. but
0: you can't tell me Harbaugh wasn't a Tim Day by Meyer.
1: That dude doesn't care about anything. He wears khakis every day. He drinks milk with steak, which is just weird. That's I, that's like a Charlie Day thing I've off never of itself. I mean, something. I wouldn't do that. I feel very I, strongly about drinking milk with You don't like steak. milk
0: in general, so you can't comment on this.
1: Cow pus is what it com- is. I
0: I I wouldn't do that necessarily, but I can't I probably have grown up at some point Dis- I bet I did.
1: That is disgusting. I used to have
0: to drink milk during dinner about every night.
1: Jim, at so. a f- at a fancy steak restaurant, you're gonna okay. P- that's a little. I, <laughs> I thought we we're talking. <laughs> give me about a gallon of milk. I thought milk, we we're talking please. about around
0: the family dinner table, not at. He was a photographed
1: restaurant. out at a nice this, restaurant. This is the first
0: I'm hearing of this. I did not know. Right,
1: this. yeah. Give, give me the porterhouse and a glass of milk.
0: I did not hear about this. Yeah, you should have got water, <laughs> tea, or beer or something. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy Josh over here with his peaky up there. Uh, that's in the air. that's can't right. Can't drink light beer even. But, it's disgusting. Uh, but yeah, those are my thoughts really about the whole Mel Tucker and Mark D'Antonio situation. Uh, Big Ten gets a new coach and uh, they can't seem to get. They have six million dollars to spend for assistants. Can't seem to pull any ones they want.
1: No, they wanted a Kentucky assistant who's really good friends with Mark Stoops, so that's why he ultimately stayed. But they're giving him a huge pay raise. I would have given him a huge pay raise had he gone, but he just didn't want to go.
0: They offered their defensive coordinator position to Marcus Freeman, who's Cincinnati's defensive coordinator, and he turned him down. Turned him stay down. At Cincinnati. I'm telling you, they're building something. There.
1: Well, my thought on that is he knows Fickle's probably yeah. not going to be there for the long haul, so he's going to step in whenever Fickle leaves Cause he, cause and uh, al- take the head coaching job. He
0: also turned down the Tennessee Titans for a linebacker coaching position.
1: I honestly think being defensive coordinator at no. a college football – program is a better gig than being a linebacker coach mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Don't 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 have to recruit in the NFL, though, which no. is huge. So.
0: And you can advance pretty quickly.
1: Sure. I mean, yeah, if, if you have a good...
0: They both got their pros and cons.
1: I mean, you could just be bumped up to a defensive coordinator position pretty quick mm-hmm. in the NFL yep. if you do that.
0: But.
1: Yep. I think he's holding out for a head coaching job. I don't know. Uh, you're probably right. I don't know Marcus Freeman I, personally, but...
0: I was around him for a spring. Pretty cool dude. Is he? Yeah. He was the best part of that Hazel staff, that horrible staff. He was by far is, the best Is part. there
1: really anyone else doing anything from that staff, or is it just – There's a guys
0: all over the place that have uh, jobs. Actually, Gerald, Jared Parker is uh, – he,
1: he was the interim right after uh,
0: – He's back in the Big Ten at, at uh, Penn State now. What's he doing there? I think he's their new wide receiver coach. Hmm. If not offensive coordinator. I'm gonna go look that up and fact check myself, but we can we can move on to another topic. We can stick with Big Ten, talk some hoops.
1: Sure. Why don't you talk some hoops? Well, I'm
0: gonna look this up. So while you get us started.
1: Um, it was a uh, interesting week in the Big Ten, uh, isn't it? Every week, ev- every week, you just don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, game to game, really. Um, I'm gonna. I honestly, I'm having to. Go and look up what actually happened. In the big oh, time I'm last an idiot. Week.
0: It's not Penn State. He is the new offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach at West Virginia.
1: It's I don't a, know why it's a big I time. I think he job, was though.
0: was last year wide receiver coach at Penn yeah. State. So
1: Tuesday night last week started off with a uh, just whooping. Penn State went into West Lafayette and got a win by 12, put up 88 points against the top 10 defense in the country. Shot 53% from behind the arc without their second leading score. 14 of 26 from behind the arc. When Purdue doesn't knock in triples, uh, it doesn't go very well for them. They went 4 of 17. Um, they did end up scoring 76 points, which yeah, is pretty I, good. But
0: A lot of it was late rally, but I don't think offense was their problem. It was more on the defensive end.
1: Well, I didn't watch much of the game. Was the defense that bad or was Penn State just knocking in triples? They ahead? were knocking
0: in contested triples. for the Real tough part. shots? Yeah. Okay. And when they missed, Watkins would clean it up. He, he had a big game.
1: Yeah, Watkins ended up with 19 and 10 yeah. um, on 9 of 12 shooting. I mean,
0: because they got uh, – Lamar Stevens was in foul trouble most of the first half.
1: He ended up with 16 points on nine shots. A lot of that com- came at the free throw line real late. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this guy's a freshman. Seth Lundy. Um Yeah.
0: He's a top 150 player, but.
1: He's only averaging 13 uh-huh. minutes a game, uh-huh. but he went in and knocked down well, six of. Well, he was taking Jones' minutes. Six of nine from three. Yep. Um, that was
0: a frustrating one. Another loss on Mackey. It's. I was going
1: to say it last week, but I kind of talked myself out of it when we were talking who was going to win the Big Ten. I yeah. wanted to say Penn State, but just because they're Penn State, I had a hard time. It's going to
0: be them or Maryland. Saying, no. it's,
1: it's a two-horse race, especially after Michigan State, State, State choked on Saturday. A
0: tiebreaker I heard last night in the Big Ten if they were to tie.
1: Penn State did beat them back in December. Yeah, that's why they had the um, tiebreaker. Do they, I think they play there again. Do they play again? I'm yeah. going to.
0: You know, Penn State's highest finish in the Big they Ten do not, is so. third all time. They've never finished first or second.
1: This is the – I mean, they've won eight in a row. Yeah.
0: Maryland's um, won eight in a row. This is the first Nine time
1: rows. they've ever won ten games in Big Ten play since they've been in the Big Ten. Yeah. This is their highest – rank. last week was the highest they've ever gotten the ranking, and now they're the first time they've been in the top ten, and I don't even know how long. Yeah. Um, team's real good.
0: Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they are – earlier this year I thought Illinois passed the eyeball test from me, as the best team in the Big Ten, just watched them, and, and I thought Penn State even looked better the other night. So.
1: Speaking of the Illini, there were two really good games after that Purdue game. First, I'll, I'll talk about the Nebraska-Maryland one one. I didn't one watch first. the second of it. I didn't really watch much of it, but Nebraska was down one with the ball, had a chance to win it at the buzzer, and uh, old Jalen Smith sticks. Came in and blocked a shot. Maryland survived a seven and eighteen Nebraska. Every team, team at home. that wins
0: a Big Ten championship has one of those where you survive against a team that's not and as good. You have to not sur- near as good You
1: have to survive it too. Yep. Um, then the second game, uh, Michigan State Illinois was also one of the better games in Big yeah, Ten like play so far. It it was be an absolute
0: butt whooping. It um, turned into a classic.
1: Illinois got down twenty something. I don't know how you come out flat in a huge home game against Michigan State. Crowd was rocking. Illinois didn't play hard. And Underwood even leaned to his assistants and said, why can't we not get these guys to play hard? He said before the game when he was talking to them, it felt like they were on their way to a funeral. Before the game. I think Just that stuff's happen.
0: happening all over college basketball more than ever. But anyway,
1: year. Illinois made a furious comeback and even took the lead late. And then um, Alan Griffin refused. I don't know. He didn't refuse. He just didn't box out. He just out. missed the box out. And he actually went for the block, which he had Kofi Coburn uh-huh. right next to him, who was also going for the block, and that left uh, the When two
0: w- guys leave their feet,
1: it's not going to go well. well. Um, honestly, it might have been a pass from Winston, knowing uh, Tillman was maybe uh, going to be in that I think spot. It was just a high miss. Um, it, was, but, it was a terrible yeah. miss, but it worked out yep. pretty well for him. And then Illinois came down with six seconds left, and Iowa Dissumu slipped. And at that, moment i saw the tourney life flash before i think every illinois fan did eyes he slipped held his knee uh the replay looked gruesome it did when it first happened i thought that looked not.
0: worse than a lot of tears i see absolutely i, I don't, I don't, that's I don't what know just blows my mind i
1: for one how does a manager or whatever not clean that spot up because that is where that's what happened yeah. that is where the bench sits during timeouts and there was just a timeout and it was obviously slip that's
0: why slippery. a lot of them just wipe excessively more than they probably should just to make just sure to get, you get everything
1: uh would have been interesting if he could have got a shot up because um, he's pretty money from that spot but anyway he didn't because he mm-hmm. slipped um but then it came out Thursday, no structural damage at all. He's day-to-day. Could he play Saturday, which would have just been an unbelievable turnaround. But he didn't, and uh, they, they just got they, waxed they needed him. by a Rutgers team. It would have been interesting if he would have played. I still don't think they would have won. You
0: know what's interesting about Rutgers? I think it's the ESPN win predictor prediction has them losing, losing out their next five.
1: And they've, they're undefeated at home. Yep. That place gets stupid loud. A, um
0: there's high school gyms in Indiana bigger than that place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they say it's real old. The toilets barely work. I, I read a whole story about it, but uh, it's got some charm Talk to Talk about it.
0: surviving home games. They've found ways to survive games there.
1: Yeah, Illinois hung in it for, man, the whole game, and then three minutes left or so, Rutgers went on a long run. But um, somebody's going to need to step up for the Illini, and that's got to be Trent Fraser. He shot two of 13. Can't have that happen from your lead guard. Um, Alan Griffin played pretty well. Kofi played well for the first 12 minutes. Didn't do anything after that.
0: And then, really, around the conference, I mean, it was was a crazy week that saw uh, Indiana beat Iowa at home.
1: Yeah. Led by Devontae
0: Green hitting seven threes. Indiana hitting their season-high threes. I think it was 11 or 12. And then Iowa turns around and gets a huge come-from-behind win yesterday at Minnesota, which they found themselves down eight points with five minutes to go and score the rest of the points all the way in and win the game.
1: Daniel Oturu had a chance to.
0: He had to make them both to tie.
1: He had to make them both to tie. missed the front end of Um, one-on-one. And missed the front end of the Now, the ball doesn't lie because Luka Garza did did not not foul foul Daniel Oturu. Uh, That was a huge opportunity for Minnesota to get a marquee win because they're still somehow hanging on. To that bubble. I mean, I know. They're the first four out right They were now. in the first four out. And if you win that game, you probably get bumped up a few Actually, spots. Actually,
0: today I saw one. I don't know who it was. They were the th- next four out. Indiana was the first four out. And then Purdue was one of the last four buys.
1: Last four buys.
0: Before the, of the last four out.
1: The, the computers still like this Purdue team. I don't know why. Um,
0: but all it's got to do is computers got to watch it on road road. <laughs> but, hey, they get one tomorrow night, then they might be sitting pretty good. But that will not be easy up at the Kohl Center. was comp Wisconsin is playing pretty good. As I
1: said, your tune would be a lot different a few it days uh, after. It, it goes
0: up and down. If you've watched this show or listened to this show this year, it's a roller coaster season for me. It's week to week, depending on how, how I'm going to feel.
1: I'm right there with you. But, anyway, also on Saturday, uh, Maryland ended the game. Yes. On, I think it was a 14-0 run. They got down 60-53. Mm-hmm. to 53. With about three minutes left, Anthony Cowan hit three threes. There's nobody it's, else. He's a killer man. in the
0: Big Ten that I want the ball in their hands late in the game than him.
1: No, it's a, it's hard to argue with that. He's hit tough shot, big shot after big shot after big shot, and uh, they went into Michigan State and got a seven point win. Um, Michigan State's
0: lost two of the last three home games.
1: They've lost five out of six overall. Man, Illinois could have, I mean, should have been six or six in a row. four out of five overall. It's got to be a
0: frustrating year for Cassius Winston. Returned for a senior year and just came into the
1: year ranked number one. Just hasn't gone the way he thought. His supporting cast isn't that no, great. Xavier Tillman has his moments. Henry's been terrible. Henry hasn't been that great. Their that,
0: freshmen haven't been good.
1: That Rocket Watts uh, yeah, he's that been went through a good. real good stretch. But Malik
0: Hall hadn't been nothing. He hasn't
1: been very good. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Watts, after scoring 20 against Illinois, came back and scored five. Yep. Uh, Xavier Tillman had a really good game. He had 18 and 11, but after that, Aaron Henry had nine points on 11 shots. Malik Hall didn't score. Um, I mean, Marcus Bingham Jr., who was a top, like, 50 recruit, he had two points, four rebounds. They're always going to get that, the athletes and the players. That Gabe Brown, I thought he was going to have a pretty good year, but he hasn't scored in double figures since January 23rd against yeah. Indiana. And in, in fact, he scored no points in three of his last five games. Yep. So. Um, They need someone to step up. It was a good up.
0: week for Michigan going 2-0. and
1: Yeah, they are playing some good basketball. Yeah, they're, they're back in the uh, they. Beat, they beat Northwestern by 25 them, yeah. and then came home. Pounded and Indiana yesterday. Put up 89 points and beat Indiana well, by 24. Livers so. makes
0: them a whole completely different team.
1: Yeah. Um, except,
0: except the guy, even during games, gets hurt every game. Yesterday he got hurt, but he came back in. It's just like every game he gets hurt.
1: Deron Davis put up quite an effort for the Hoosiers yesterday. Shot 9 of 9. 18 points. I didn't know that. Al, Al Durham had 17, but then... Jackson looked, Davis
0: didn't have a good game, though.
1: He only shot the ball three times. Did he get... And he only had two fouls. Why did they not give him... Is Archie that clueless? I mean, he's your best player.
0: I don't know, man. And then Green. I think Brunk got more shots than Green, and Green's coming off a huge game on Thursday Joey night. Brunk
1: shot 10 times. Yeah, and Green shot seven. Had six points. Rob Fennessy has not had a good sophomore year. All you
0: gotta do is go find a clip. It's on Twitter. Of Jalen Smith taking a ridiculous turnaround jumper when he's like double teamed he makes it but they're down by 20 and Archie still just puts his head down that (laughs) tells you the culture of the team right there just like
1: yeah um this is Archie's team this is the one he wanted and it's not going well for him Franz Wagner's playing some good basketball for Michigan he won big 10 freshman of the week for I think second straight week or two out of three time for for your guy to
0: get back in there
1: oh yeah but anyway, uh, anything else happened around the – I mean,
0: Purdue is their normal road game away uh, from either yeah, Indiana can, uh, or the last four minutes in the Northwestern or Ohio where they just went to Ohio State and just got out physical. Um, Ohio State does two things well. They play good defense and they shoot the three ball well. They lead the conference in three-point percentage and they shot it pretty well, but Purdue had their chances. They went through stretches <laughs> of not making shots and Purdue just couldn't do anything. I mean, there was times – I think I used the word infuriating – More during that game out loud to my dog than I ever have in my life. And there was times they just looked like a kindergarten team out there.
1: Yeah. Ohio State's playing good basketball, though.
0: On that uh, transition where NoJell Eastern literally couldn't pick up the ball and they fumbled a three-on-one opportunity for a layup, I started off in my living room and ended up in my guest bedroom somehow because I yelled and was – Throwing my arms around so much. Got to so.
1: stop throwing stuff, man. I didn't throw anything. I threw throwing my
0: arm my <laughs> arm around. going to tear a rotator cuff or something.
1: Ohio State, after having a real bad stretch, is now uh, hot. They're yep. now ranked. They uh, won
0: five of the last six. They're ranked again?
1: Yes, 25th. I did not know that. So, uh, I am plan, checking uh, the Daytona 500 real quick Why good. why we get into pretty Pretty good.
0: Still was, in progress. There is 18 laps left. Brett Kozlowski position one. Ryan Newman, two. Christopher Bell, three, Chase Elliott, four, and Eric
1: Almirillo five. I've heard of three of those guys.
0: I've not heard of Christopher Bell. I've heard the other ones.
1: You want to pick some games? Yeah. First game tomorrow night, early one, 6-30. Penn State, back-to-back 6-30 Tuesday games against the Illini. Well, I don't know if Io's playing or not. I assume he's not. So I'm going with Penn State. They're not winning with Io. Uh, that's been a house of horrors for them.
0: Go back to Taylor Battle against McKamey.
1: Yeah, that didn't go well. When there was
0: 12 people in the stands and they rushed the court. Now, it's, now it's a packed house.
1: Penn State is solely responsible for ending Illinois' reign of terror in Big Ten play in the mid-2000s. Um, they went in their real bad Penn State team against like the sixth-ranked Illinois team in a place. Illinois had won like 40 in a row in Champaign, and they won by two. Rich McBride hit a three at the buzzer. They said counted. They went back and looked at it. It was on his fingertips. Illinois hasn't been the same since.
0: It, it, I just, every time I remember, like in high school, it, it would just be a close classic game. They're doing like a wide out and a Bryce Jordan, and somebody would hit a buzzer beater, and then they start playing.
1: We are Penn State, and they rush the court every game. Taylor Battle would every hit a 40-footer. Uh, they Cornley. had uh, Cornley with a tip in, and Penn Stadium won in Illinois 38-33 one time. it was time.
0: Frazier later on after
1: Tim, battle. Tim, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they packed the
0: place up. now too. To their credit, finally. It's about time. Finally,
1: yeah. Uh, Purdue at Wisconsin, taking the Badgers. Yeah, give me uh, give me Wisconsin. I just
0: don't like the way Purdue plays on the road, but it's a bet. Uh, it's probably a pretty good matchup for Purdue. I'm um, Purdue stomped them the first time around, yeah. but that was Kobe Keane's last game.
1: That's but, a uh, tough place to play. It is. Um, it
0: is one place that Matt's had tons of success in his yeah. career, but. We'll see. They got they got to get. I mean, you got this in Iowa. Or your last two, mm-hmm. you got five games left. You got to do something.
1: The reason they say Wisconsin such a tough place to play for one, the ball's a little different. Under Armour. Um, two, they're one of just two places where they also play hockey. Yeah. And they say it's just so much colder than any other gym. And Wisconsin does not have a separate practice facility, so they practice on that court, and uh, so they're used to that uh, temperature, and that just it. It's tough for teams to go in there and win. Oh. However, that's uh, one of Illinois' saving graces right now is going into Wisconsin and into Michigan and in Purdue and winning. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, um, no Jill Eastern shuts Brad Davison down. He's coming off an eight three-pointer performance at Nebraska.
1: Northwestern at Maryland. Maryland. Give me Maryland. Easily. I don't think they have a potential letdown like they did against
0: Nebraska. No, they'll be focused.
1: Michigan, Rutgers. Oh, for yeah. some reason i thought that michigan Rutgers game at, that was a
0: michigan home game
1: yeah for some reason i thought it was a ruckers home game at uh mass and square michigan michigan and michigan won, won.
0: even though howard said it felt like a ruckers home game i'm taking Rutgers at home
1: i agree i think ruckers streak of uh wins at home continues continues thank you welcome <laughs> indiana at minnesota
0: and this is a big game for both teams. Uh, like you said, Minnesota blew a huge opportunity huge. yesterday. Indiana talked about a team that struggles on the road. They've beaten Nebraska. That was it. I'm taking Minnesota.
1: Minnesota's loss uh, could just it affect could derail, the rest of the season. So uh, give me the Hoosiers. All right. the Hoosiers are due for a, a They road need win. It. I think they get it. Um, really good game here on Thursday. Ohio State at Iowa. Taking Iowa home. Iowa's a far better team at home than they are on the road. I feel like
0: you can say that about every team in the Big Ten.
1: Evidenced by giving up 105 points or 4 points and getting just whooped at Purdue and then come back give up 50 points in the first half against Indiana. However, they did play halfway. It was more of a choke job by Minnesota because it's not like Iowa played great down the stretch as Minnesota. is
0: doing what he does. He's he's got a good case to win National Player of the Year.
1: I don't think he does, but he will be a... uh, all American. Well,
0: who are the other guys in contention for?
1: There is not, like, a clear-cut
0: guy on the best team for once.
1: Yeah, you I got, hope he doesn't. I, I don't mean, like the,
0: him. Miles Powell. Um, You got the kid from Dayton.
1: Oh, give me Obi Toppin over dars any day of the week. Um, I don't know one player on San Diego State.
0: No, I mean.
1: Baylor? Could Marcus Howard's one probably
0: the other guy. Those four are probably – he's going to probably one of those four.
1: Give me Obi I, Toppin any day hmm. of the week. Michigan State at Nebraska. Michigan State. I think Michigan State bounces back. Still no Friday games. I think they're done with those. That perturbs me. I
0: think they are done with those though.
1: Saturday, Michigan at Purdue. I would take Purdue at home. I don't feel very confident in saying that, but I, I will think Michigan loses both games this week. I am never picking against Purdue at Michigan again. Shut Ugin. up!
0: Every time you say it, now um, they're going to lose because every time you say that, they lose at home every single time.
1: <laughs> Reverse psychiatry. I might
0: as well pick against them because when I pick against them, they seem to win. But <laughs> I'm going to pick them at home.
1: <coughs> they almost beat them. Double overtime loss up there. So got four games on Sunday: Penn State at Indiana. This is a huge game for Indiana, uh, less so for Penn State. Now, it is for Penn State if they want to keep pace. And yeah, they, uh, they, want, they want a conference title, mm-hmm. but
0: I think Indiana loses at Minnesota but finds a way to win this game at home, and it just per, their season's just perplexing. I don't know.
1: I think Indiana beats Minnesota on the road but loses at home to Penn State. Right. Rutgers at Wisconsin. First give, one to 50 wins.
0: Give me Wisconsin.
1: Give me Rutgers. Go on the road team's physical plays hard uh wisconsin doesn't handle physicality overly well so which is why they'll be uh they'll play pretty well against purdue <laughs> hey you said purdue doesn't handle they're physica- soft they're soft they,
0: they, they struggled against uh illinois records and uh ohio state really visibly you yeah. know
1: minnesota at northwestern minnesota give me the wildcats i got to keep picking i want them to get a win or two out of the way for illinois I was gonna I'm gonna say, i'll i pick up against <laughs> illinois this wait. <laughs> Maryland at Ohio State. It's good Give me the Buckeyes. I think like Maryland is so much better than this Ohio State team, and I think they go in there and win.
0: I think Maryland's better too, but I. Uh, Ohio State's got such a nice arena, and the game name environment is awful. It's awful. It might be the worst in the conference.
1: It's terrible. It's just dead For a silent team that's been time. good for a long time now, yeah. um, Uh, I'll let you pick some Butler and Notre Dame. I I
0: know who they play off the top of my head. Notre Dame's hosting. It it started already, I think. They're hosting North Carolina tonight. I think that was a 7 o'clock tip.
1: Give me Notre Dame. I'll
0: take Carolina. Just be different. And then they host Miami on Sunday.
1: Give me Notre Dame. Yes. Notre Dame needs both of them if they want any shot. They're not even get talked about. No, I don't think they're going to be a tourney team. But if they want any shot, they can't lose one of these.
0: And then Butler has a tough week. Real tough. They lost tough. out home to Georgetown over the weekend. They travel to Seton Hall. Give me Seton Hall. I agree. And then they travel to Creighton. Give me Creighton. I, I agree. Butler was a team that was ranked top five. Yeah, they've kind of year.
1: slowed down a little bit. They're, they're,
0: they've are they kind of hit their ceiling a while back. and
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, they can still find it again. Any other
0: good games in the top 25 this week?
1: Um no. Um. I want to talk baseball a little bit before we go. <laughs> we got ten minutes. Uh. This might take me ten minutes. Oh boy. So Rob Manfred did his press conference yesterday. Um. They asked him an array of topics, but a lot of people just want to know about the Astros thing and why the punishment was so uh, weak.
0: Slap on um, the wrist.
1: The play. I mean. Uh, Cody Bellinger, Chris Bryant, uh, Mike Trout have all come out and said the players needed to be suspended, and they think it's weak. And uh, I've been on record saying Manfred is the worst. Maybe well, we heard it last week. The worst commissioner in the history of sports. Uh, he just needs the, the owners won't do it because they're for some somehow still making money. He needs League back. Um, C League is just. I'm sure he's just having the greatest time because he had to deal with the steroid thing, and I think this is far worse than the steroid.
0: Yeah, he did a steroid, issue. did the, the tie game of the All-Star.
1: Yeah, the All-Star, what, it, it was fun. whatever. People but, made a lot bigger yeah, deal they of it. but they uh, certainly did. He had to deal. So now he's watching old Manfred have to deal with this, and he just keeps bumbling his words. This
0: is worse than steroids.
1: Way oh, worse. Oh, far worse. Way worse. And the Astros keep making fools out of themselves. Manfred.
0: They're being cocky to the media. I
1: know. They're, Yeah, it's, yeah, they are. Altuve,
0: I used to like him a lot. He's an idiot. I've done a 360 Carlos
1: Correa idiot The whole the only one that I, I don't think any of them have been sincere but George Springer at least sounded a little sincere but even then it has didn't Verlander
0: really has even talked about it
1: hasn't said a word and he's so he's such a old school uh, he gets so mad at, on anything small and now he's just silent whatever uh, he said, we played the game the right, th- this is what he said when he was traded there, these guys played the game the right way, I'm um, so excited to be here, and now this Well, I, I feel
0: like they fooled a lot of the general baseball fans around America, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, like my dad, Francis, really enjoyed watching their ball club play. They when, were a fun team. You know, if your, if your team wasn't in, they'd root for them. But now, they're going to be not only the most hated team in baseball by far, they might be the I'll say team most hated team in sports, unseating the Patriots.
1: I agree with that. But anyway, Manfred, during his press conference, said he didn't strip the Astros' title because the idea of asking for a piece of metal back seems like a futile idea.
0: Well, that's a really dumb statement, but incredibly dumb. You can dumb. strip them; you can take it away. It's still the fact is they still won the championship.
1: That's the problem. But so, strip it. Make sure it's out of record books completely. Well,
0: yeah, they did. They've done that in, the, in the, like with the Fab Five and everything. Yeah, but you know, people who were there. It still didn't. Reggie it Bush, happened. Reggie Bush still won the Heisman Trophy.
1: But the fact that he is saying he didn't do it because it's just asking for a piece of metal yeah. back is the thing. His
0: reasoning's stupid.
1: It's though. idiotic. If he's devaluing like that, why should we care to even spend money? I mean, you're spending what, at least sixty bucks for one ticket to go to these games. Why should we no. give a crap? I mean, if no. it's it's. It, the owners won't come out against him because his contract runs through 2023 the CBA collective bargaining agreement is up in 2021 and they want him to negotiate it um, and they're it's just I, so, I can't so, even put it into words so
0: in your opinion what is fair punishment
1: I mean we've talked about this for four weeks now
0: yeah it's it's getting old but it is but they, they keep making it yeah.
1: worse I've already said I don't even want to say it again just I'd, I'd say Ban them from postseason play for a year or two. Yeah, screw, then, screw the city because then the fans won't go to games and they'll lose money. Exactly, uh, and, and that's, that's fair. That's, that's, that is, that is punishment. absolutely fair. Could that's do, so much better. What, uh, was it
0: Manchester United over the weekend or Man
1: City? Man Man city I, I think city. it was. Yeah, Man, you two years exactly. Out. I mean, look. Oh, I just, I want to. Why? What? Why should we buy merchandise if they if MLB is not going to do what a thing about
0: it? What if they win it all this year?
1: Uh, it, it'd be the worst thing that could that happen. Could, that could potentially rob it's gotta, Manfred. I'm not
0: going to say it's going to ruin the sport, but.
1: It will do as much damage yeah. as the strike in 94 did. Yeah. But I think baseball players need to strike in order to get this idiot out of office. And he said there will
0: be punishments if people try to hit the Astros players or, you know, beam them and stuff. What?
1: They didn't get punished any other way. Let the let the clubs handle their exactly. own. Exactly. Let them handle their own business. I'm I'm not an advocate for throwing <laughs> at people, but in this case, I am turning a blind yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, they need to throw at Rob Manfred. Get uh, he is. The, I just I don't want to advocate violence, uh, but I'm at that point where I just I
0: keep it I
1: just I if I saw him, I'd have a hard time not just punching him in the nose. To be honest. Um, you're too nice
0: of a guy, you be I know I am,
1: but uh, it's just, it makes me hot, and I don't no, like your it.
0: You're like, he's a black mountain, would just whoop you or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's clearly a smart guy, but he's just sounding like an absolute idiot. Yeah, he,
0: sometimes it's better just not to say anything.
1: He had to say something because he hasn't said to, a In word. your public power position, even, you have to say something. But goodness, it's just ridiculous. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of but, it. And yet, we still have to hear about it because the Astros apologized. Apologized. Oh man, I hate that organization. I hate Rob Manfred. It's
0: funny what's happened in the last few months. People went from not really caring about the Astros or it's a- crazy to just hating
1: them. This is the worst scandal in the history of sports. The worst. Yeah, I can't. I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic when I say it. It's not, just I can't the worst. anything. Anyway, I have forgot to do a Jayman's bucket prediction as oh, I, yeah. oh, as I just looked down yeah. and saw the yeah. uh, read. Better give Travis there. a read. Um, Take so, your
0: time on that one too. You don't have to fly through it.
1: Oh, let's see here. Um, it's
0: gonna be an interesting one. We've already picked hmm. all the Big Ten games.
1: You know what? Give me Minnesota or Indiana at Minnesota. That's gonna so, be my bucket prediction. So
0: Indiana. Uh, oh, yeah. Beats
1: yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, you did.
0: I thought you were going to get your pick. But and the one.
1: J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, farm, insurance, contact Travis, 219-869-4561, and also at travis.watchering at infb.com.
0: All right, you ready for his birdie bogey? No. I want to know, all time for Division One NCAA college <laughs> basketball, what head coach has the most NCAA tournament appearances without making a Final Four? Ever? Ever?
1: Has this guy coached in our lifetime? Yes. This debt, or uh, in the two thousand tens? No. In the two thousands. I'm not giving you any more hints. How am I supposed to get this one? What school? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I have no. I don't even have a guess for you. Don't even have a guess for you.
0: Mr. Gene Cady. Eighteen NCAA tournament appearances without a final four.
1: He he was the coach there, was he, in eighty when they went. Was no. it eighty then? For some reason I was thinking he that. He
0: never he made two, two elite eights.
1: I don't want to say Matt Painter for this next one, but I'm going to.
0: No, but Painter is seventh all time and second among active coaches. But second active yep. coaches. He's got twelve.
1: There's active, one that has fourteen. Active, active. Fourteen have never gotten there. This guy's made Elite Eight. Made an Elite Just Eight. Just one Elite Eight, too. Yep. Oh, man.
0: He's been often criticized for his lack of success in the NCAA tournament.
1: Often criticized. Um, man, I can't imagine it's Scott Drew. No. Can't imagine. Oh, man. What conference? ACC. ACC. Oh, oh and John
0: Chaney and Fran Dunfield, our second, by the way, with 17. Norm Stewart had 16. Hmm. And lefty Drizzle, Drizzle, Drizzle had 13.
1: Then this guy's fifth all-time in Leeds active with 14. He's in the ACC. I mean, bayheim has been there. Coach K's been there. Roy Williams has been there. Who am I? I mean, Chris Mack hasn't been around that long. Who the heck am I missing in the ACC? It's going to make me so mad, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? we got to um, wrap
0: this thing up.
1: Who the heck's in the ACC? I mean, the NC State guy hasn't been there very long. Wake Forest, Danny Manning hasn't been there very long. Oh,
0: man, do you do this? Yeah, I mean, of course you get it when you get this much time.
1: Uh, pass. Mike Bray. Oh Lord, <laughs> I was thinking they're still in the old yeah. old Big East. Yeah, fourteen times. That mm. stinks.
0: Yeah, double bogey.
1: That's fair. Yeah. Maybe That's even fair. a triple bogey for not Double. Getting, I not missed two first one. questions.
0: Didn't even give an answer for the first one.
1: Didn't give an answer for the second one either.
0: That's true. But that will do for episode 170 of the Tannen J-Man show. Thanks for watching on the ISC Sports Network or listening on any of our platforms. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five star. And we will see you next Monday for another episode of the Tannen J-Man show.